We're always telling your stories, and it's time someone tells ours. We're humans first, journalists second. We chose this career to give you a voice. Now we're voicing ours. It's true, journalism has much room for improvement, but not all hope is lost, and we want your trust back by humanizing one journalist at a time. We're sharing with you what we go through to bring you the news. The pain, the tears, the trauma, and the mental health struggles. It's painful, and sometimes we even work two jobs to make ends meet. But we all have something in common. The passion, the joy, and the love we feel for storytelling and holding the powerful accountable. That includes holding ourselves accountable. So here are stories from us. This is how we want to help improve the news industry. The Awakened Journalist is proud to present Media Healers by Emiliana Molina Fajardo. Hi everyone, thanks again for being with us um, here at The Awakened Journalist with a special project called Media Healers. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Leslie Rangel. Um, she's been in the news industry for almost 10 years. And while she's been in the industry, um, to keep a good life, personal life and work-life balance, um, she's also been doing yoga, which is amazing. And she's gonna tell us a little bit more about that as well. Um, she's a Latina journalist and she's currently a morning news anchor in Austin, Texas. But before she got to Austin, Texas, um, she's been all over the place across the United States, starting with her first job in market size 142. Then she moved up to her second job in market 42. Um, her third job was market 39. She hopped around a little bit more and now she's back in Austin, Texas. Um, and she's originally from Dallas, first generation born here in the United States with Mexican parents. So Leslie, welcome and thank you for being here with us. Yeah, thank you, Emiliana. I'm excited to chat with you. <laughs> awesome, me too. Um, okay, so first of all, what made you become a journalist? Uh, what made me become a journalist? I would say that age old cliche of um, wanting to give people a voice. I think growing up, I definitely saw firsthand what it was like to be a minority and be first generation and not really have that representation or even um, almost like a permission to be able to speak up because I didn't really see people a lot who looked like me who were speaking up, at least in the environment that I grew up in. And so um, my dad was always reading the newspaper and um, and we would watch the morning news and and I just really, really enjoyed seeing that. Um, and I, in high school, I got involved with our little high school newscast uh, at the recommendation of a teacher who, who told me, you know, Leslie, you have a great speaking voice and we need more Latinos in news, you should audition. And I ended up doing it. Um, and, and I just, I never really looked back. It was, it was nice to be able to share stories um, and really just find out what people's stories are. So that's amazing. That's awesome. What do you think has been one of the most rewarding experiences so far of being a journalist? Um, that's a great question. I think 
I think there are many aspects that are rewarding. Uh, what comes to mind in, in most recently is really being able to amplify voices, not really, you know, I feel like a lot of times you hear giving a voice to the voiceless. And it's not really that anybody's voiceless. Um, I see it more as just amplifying stories that don't always get told. And so for me right now, specifically in my newsroom, I've started a segment that focuses specifically on communities of color with the intention of sharing our stories not so much um, for the fact that they are romanticized, I think a lot of times, but I, I, I really like to share the stories of, yes, um, communities of color are, are hardworking and resilient, but let's also too look at the portion that is difficult. And so in my stories, I like to share all of it. So if, if it's a great successful business, I, I am intentional about saying, you know, has it always been easy? And, and that opens up a little bit of, of space to really share the full spectrum of, of how hard life is and really just, you know, the human journey called life. I love that. Has it always been easy? So I'm going to ask you that right now. Has it always been easy for you? And especially now covering stories um, of communities of color, um, what are some of the struggles that you're finding? Yeah, I think it definitely has not always been easy, even just the road to get to a place where I could tell stories like this, I think was a hard, difficult road. Um, you know, I think naturally in in journalism, there's this notion of uh, you have to pay your dues and 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 that's that in itself is so complex. While I do agree with some portions of the pay your dues, there's a big portion of it that I don't agree with. Um, but I, I will believe in it in terms of it, it's important to learn how to be a storyteller first in in the realm of the high stress situations in the realm of um, more like really learning how to cover breaking news and and then once you know you master that portion of it then being able to kind of filter down through and and be able to tell more of the you know featurey stories um and so even just that portion of, of getting through those years of when I was on the ground doing breaking news and being in those high stress situations where you kind of learn how to manage and handle that, um, that's a little bit of, you know, it wasn't always easy. I think uh, looking at in terms of the content of being able to share these stories, it's not always easy because I think uh news in general you know it's no secret and i i don't think um anybody would disagree that right now there's a little bit of a fracture in in community trust between journalists and uh specifically communities of color for many many reasons and so sometimes it it you know it is difficult to be able to trust journalists um because you know, for one reason or another, there might just be fractures in in that trust. And so um, being able to really build up the trust within the community and and to share that for me personally, as a journalist, my goal is to share these stories, not so much exploit people's stories. And what is 
um, one way aside from telling their stories and not trying to exploit them? What is one way that you develop that trust with the communities that you work on that trust? Yeah, I think really and truly is just seeing people for humans. I think so many times and it's easy to do. And, and I feel like there was definitely a part in my career where I would do it too. But especially when we are, you know, in those younger years in journalism, where it is all about the daily grind and just making sure we can get things on a deadline. I think it's easy to forget that people are humans and, and it's easy to forget, you know, that we're humans. And I think that's where that comes from is when we forget that we're, you know, living, breathing humans, instead of like these news robots that have to just go, 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 go. If you can't see yourself as a human, how do you see other people as humans? And so I think that that being able to work on your, you know, in this case, I've done so much self-work in, in really finding out, well, who is Leslie beyond just this news person? You know, who is she really? What are her fears? What are her strengths? What are um, Leslie's triggers? What are Leslie's traumas? And how have I been able to be self-compassionate with myself? So that way, when I'm out there in the world meeting people, I can I can pick up on these little things. I can pick up and notice like, oh, well, this person I can notice has something similar to what I had. And so if I can just see this this person I'm interviewing as a human instead of, oh, I'm, you know, I just got to get the soundbite and go. I think that that's what makes the stories a lot more um, robust and a lot more meaningful as opposed to, again, just, uh, okay, tell me your first name, your last name, uh, what did you see? And okay, thanks, that's it. And then, you know, there's not really a follow-up. And then a lot of times you're meeting people on their worst days and, and so, it's this weird energy exchange and and are you then keeping that weird energy without really um really healing i think would be the best way to put it so yeah i love that and i mean speaking a little bit about energy um i guess i want to go back to your first markets because those are usually the toughest especially small markets coming from market um 142 the struggle is real sometimes and we have to wear multiple hats at the same time, sometimes being a multimedia journalist, which is basically for the people that don't know what an MMJ is, um, is doing your own camera work, editing your own stories, looking for your own interviews, recording yourself on camera, um, and many different jobs that can be difficult and can make it even harder to spend more time with the interviewees so that we can actually humanize them because we're under so much pressure. We have to wear so many hats, doing so many different jobs at the same time while meeting our deadlines to go on air at 6 p.m. or 11 p.m., whatever time your newscast is. And it can be really difficult sometimes. So how were those first markets for you? And how was your energy like during that time? You know, were you exhausted? Um, did you feel drained? And I know you, have been doing yoga for like the past 10 years as well. So, and sorry, this is such a compound question. So many questions in one, but um, how, how did you cope with being in that first market? 
Yeah, I think the first market and even a little bit into the second, I didn't know how to cope. I really didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know what mindfulness was. I I was doing yoga, but definitely more so as just as a workout. And I knew that after I would do yoga, I would feel better, but I couldn't quite pinpoint exactly why. Um, and so in those first markets, I was stressed. I was anxious. I um, used alcohol for sure as a coping coping mechanism. I was just really um, unkind to myself and I was really um, destructive, so to speak. You know, I didn't eat the most nourishing foods, uh, sure, partially because I couldn't afford it, um, but, but also too, you know, looking back, could that have been an excuse, you know, instead of spending money on on the fast food and all that, you know, could I have bought, um, you know, some chicken breast and and some rice and, and, you know, made something that was a little bit more wholesome, a little bit more nutritious. And, um, and so I think it's easy, especially when you're when I was in those first markets, it was easy for me to just get stuck in this spiral and this constant, I always refer to it as like just the news hamster wheel of you go, 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 and there's really no end. And so, um, yeah, I'd say the first couple of markets, I, uh, I even tried quitting news. I tried a lot of times to quit news and for one reason or another, you know, I just wasn't getting hired or, you know, it just, it wasn't working out. And so then I really took, a pause to really ask myself like, okay, you ended up in this news industry. You think you hate it. So you want to get out. Nothing's panning out. So let's take a, a deeper look at this. And so that's really when I began a little bit more inquiry into what is really my purpose as a journalist and, um, and do I really like this career? And if I do, how can we work on making it better, not only for you, but also for the newsroom that you work in and also for the stories that you're telling. And I think that's how I really began to just pause and notice um, and sort of get off the hamster wheel and, and just say, I see you're there. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge you right now. Right now I'm working on me. And, and so that's how, that's how I just slowly began to, to really view things through a different lens. Did you have um, one particular experience that you can reference back to that you think made you become like an observer of yourself and do that self work um, to kind of lead you to take a pause and, and focus on your mental and physical health. Yeah, I think I think for me, oddly enough, it um, it didn't come until I so I was covering um, a, a political rally at the time and I it was one of those days where again you had to be on deadline, um, go live for all the evening shows, have sound, like just everything. And um, and in this particular instance, there the the person who was speaking um, was just the person said something really hurtful about um, about my people, you know, about people who who look like me and who have backgrounds like I do. 
And, and it was really hard in that moment for me to separate who I was as a journalist and who I was as a human. And I think in that instant, I, that's kind of when it clicked, like I am a journalist, yes, but I am also human. And I got really emotional um, and it was really something that I'd never experienced before. And I, I felt like I had a pretty good grip on my emotions. Um, having covered many you know, tragic stories, um, you know, oil refinery explosions and and having covered um, some pretty high profile, you know, court cases and being more of this crime reporter. And so I felt that emotionally my container was pretty, you know, I would say like bulletproof. And so it was very odd to me that in this particular instance, something um, like that instead of something violent or traumatic so to speak had really affected me and so in that particular moment i um i remember crying to a co-worker and i remember he felt something similar and you know he just kind of pat me on the back and 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 we exchanged some words and i think it was in that moment again that i was really like there's something deeper here like what exactly is it um and and that's i think how how traumas can happen you know i think traumatically you know if we think about what just trauma is so trauma is just something that happens um within your life it can be a big trauma or a little trauma and it's just basically something that happens and your body doesn't know how to respond to it and so it lives in the body. And I think that when, um, when little triggers come up, that's when these traumas start to surface up. And so, you know, was this particular moment, um, a trauma that was happening? I, I'm not quite sure, but I know whatever it was, it was triggering for me. And so from then on, like my mission was to figure out, okay, what's at the bottom of this? What, what is deeper? Why did this, why was this so particularly triggering for me? And, um, and so I left away from that at the same time, uh, you know, having not made a lot of money in my first couple of jobs, I, my second job was teaching workout and fitness classes. And I was teaching at a studio. Um, I was teaching a bar fitness class, like the ballet bar. And the studio owner said, Leslie, um, you know, I've seen you come to a few of my yoga classes. You have a beautiful practice. You should teach. And I said, you know, no, I'm, you know, first of all, I don't look like what a yoga person should look like, um, which is now I know a completely false nomer, you know, that if you have a body, you can yoga. That's all that matters. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't really see that. And so um, there was something that go back to kind not being kind to yourself like one exactly. of the is not being exactly kind exactly which is also you know another layer if you add for women working in tv like there's so much pressure on the image and what we're supposed to look like and what our hair should look like and the type of clothes we should wear um and so you know it just layer upon layer 
And so um, this lady, this yoga teacher said, you know, I, I think you are absolutely capable of teaching yoga. And it was like this permission I didn't know I needed. And so somehow I um, ended up doing a yoga teacher training. And, and so that was like right at the start of when this particular incident happened at that political rally. And, and it just happened to work out in that same moment that that I really began to dive deeper into yoga. And it was more than just a workout, I would say it really started as um, a way to really just look within and and begin to peel back those layers of, you know, like the unkindness and to figure out why, why was it so emotional that that um, for me that someone had spoken negatively about uh, people who look like me and and you know you whittle it all the way down and and that's when i think you begin to uncover these layers and and really notice like i i have a lot of stuff and and covering news is adding on to that and so you know, it's natural when you keep adding weight onto things and adding on and adding on, eventually it's going to buckle. Um, and so I think that's what had happened. And, uh, and so that's kind of where this yoga journey began. And, and, and as I was going through my yoga practice, I, at the same time was using the techniques that I was learning to deal with whatever news of the day happened you know even if it was just we've got to go and cover tornadoes and and we've got to go and cover the crazy breaking news if it was high stress i was using oh okay i know i have these tools of, of yoga breathing techniques that i can do and so i frequently remember you know driving across the state with my photographer and I'd be sitting there doing yoga breathing and he would always give me a funny look and um and sometimes I'd get him to join in and he'd be like okay I'll do your yoga thing um but it really it was really cool to be able to use that and and I feel that after I was able to use those tools to you know begin to even just manage just the daily stress of news it completely changed who I was as a journalist. I almost felt like I hopped off that hamster wheel and it was almost like I am in control now. I get to determine how fast this wheel is going to go. And it it just really changed my trajectory, I think, as a journalist, because it no longer felt like I was floating to stay above water. You know, it felt like I was in control. That's amazing. and question for you have you throughout your whole journey dealt with um issues with mental health stress anxiety depression panic attacks whatever it may be um and how have you coped or or what tools have you used like yoga to get through it and identify that yeah, absolutely. I most definitely I I've dealt with all of the things you just listed and even still now, um, because that's I mean, maybe some people don't experience those things. But for me, I think it'll always be a part of me. And I think what what I've learned is how to manage these things. And I use many things now. I journal, I um, yoga. 
I breathe, I do mindfulness meditations, I 1000% uh, see a therapist. Uh, she is my lifesaver, I would say. Um, I'm a big fan of, of therapy. And um, I also use, you know, when I say yoga, yes, I do mean like rolling out the mat and, you know, doing a physical yoga practice. But I think, uh, especially in the Western world, what is commonly misinterpreted is what what are the many things that are also yoga? So even just you and I getting together right now and talking about mental health, that is yoga. That is yoga in itself because we are sharing that story. We are normalizing what it is to just be a human. We are lifting these societal veils of of you know these perfect images that we think people should be or are and perfectionism is is absolutely rooted in i would just say um a type of life that uh is really unfulfilling i think you know being a human in itself is is messy it's it's life it's it, you know it's like the seasons you know there's spring times of life and then spring will undoubtedly turn into fall then fall will undoubtedly turn into winter you know these times where there might be you know the plants die during the winter and there's death and it's cold but there's always spring and then summer and so I think when we always view things and, and want them to always be spring and sunny, I think that's where a little bit of, of that suffering comes from. And so, um, so yeah, just looking back and, and, and talking about what yoga can be and what yoga is, you know, sometimes I just take a walk and really just look at the trees and and feel nature that is yoga um cooking cooking and really being there really being mindful um you know the idea of like you're cutting peppers and and really being in that moment of you can hear the crunch you can feel the flavors and you know dropping them into the pan and hearing the sizzling really just this idea of being mindful and and that helps a lot you know when i'm dealing with anxiety because what is anxiety it's a fear of the future, whatever's to come. And so when we can live in these moments of the present, that's where life really is. So so true. And not living in the past as well, because that's usually when we start getting depressed or sad or mm -hmm. um, and I just got hungry after your mental picture with pickles. <laughs> um, anyways, Leslie, so what would you like the world to know about journalists? There's well, one thing you could tell the world. One thing I would like the world to know about journalists is that I would say that we we are humans just like you are. Um, there, just like there are people in your life that that are great or maybe not so great for you you know so too there can be journalists that are great for you that are not so great for you and that's not in you know that's not in some sort of um i guess agenda type of way it's more so just some people you'll jive with their energy and some people you won't and so the most important thing i think is that journalist most of our mission is 
and when I say most of our mission, um, most people in journalism, their mission is to really just share stories and and really let people what's going let people know what's going on. And so I would uh, absolutely encourage you to know what's going on in your community. When we don't know what's going on in our community, it's kind of how I said at the beginning, like if you don't know who you are as a human, you, how can you go out there and know who other people are? And so in the same way, you know, if you don't know what's going on in your community, how can you go out there and, and live life and, and be a good, you know, citizen uh, if you're not informed? And so you know, I would say get plugged in and connected to local journalists. Local journalists are the, you know, we live in your community. We are in your community. Um, we experience the same things that you experience in the community. And so, um, you know, get plugged in with a few local journalists, check out their stories, see what they're writing about. And, you know, if one doesn't, you know, if maybe you don't like the way one particular journalist journalist hair looks like, you know, that's fine. We can all have opinions. Maybe it's a projection that you don't know that is happening. Um, and so maybe pick another journalist. Uh, but I, I would say that really, the mission is to just share the truth and share stories. And, and if you feel that they're not doing that, we'll send them an email, <laughs> you know, have them do uh, a story on whatever issues you feel are important to you. Um, because I think, again, that's ultimately the goal. For sure. Yeah. And just make sure that when they send that email, you have valid arguments. And I'm sure every journalist, um, well, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm sure most journalists would probably um, make an effort to tell that story that you want to be told. Yeah. Um, what is something that you would like for the industry to improve or that you think we can do better as journalists, especially nowadays when, um, you know, there's so much misinformation and a lot of news outlets are being called fake news. Uh, that's a great question. I would say, uh, that's such a loaded question. There's so many things I, I feel, um, I feel the news industry, should should really look at. Um, I guess I would just offer the news industry the same, the same thing. You know, really, if you're a manager, if you're a journalist, if you're a news director, if you're an editor, photojournalist, whatever you are, really take time to look within. Um, because I think when we can look within and check in with ourselves, we humanize ourselves. And when we humanize ourselves, we can then look out to others and really notice, well, am I treating these people as humans before they are my coworkers or my journalists or my interviewees? And, and I feel that if we can really look within um, and, and figure out who are we, I feel that that in turn can go towards the outside and really change you know, many, many things that I think um, the industry needs to shift, um, you know, from diversity, from inclusion, from making sure that the people in your newsroom reflect the people in your community, um, to workloads, to um, being able to 
just ask someone, hey, how, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Um, to, to, you know, maybe even really listening for a story that a journalist really wants to do. Um, you know, there's just so many, there's so many aspects, I think, that we can always work on um, personally and professionally. So I love that. And I think that um, that's great, valuable advice. And that I applaud you because I feel like you're an example of looking within, um, which leads me to your other business, which is the News Yogi, Yoga for Journalists. Um, And I think this journey of being in the news industry for 10 years, going through the ups and downs, the times that aren't always easy, um, I think you found balance in doing yoga and I, I mean, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but I feel like this has helped you so much that you want to share it with other journalists because you know and you empathize with what we go through and the stress and the struggles, the challenges, uh, the difficult stories, the trauma behind some of the stories, whether it's a homicide, an explosion, a hurricane, you know, whatever it may be. And I love that you're offering that to other colleagues to help um, I guess, from your perspective and your experiences, improve the news industry through yoga. So tell me a little bit about the news yogi. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. I mean, that is exactly um, why I am so passionate about it, because I I have been there. And the news yogi, I always like to um, credit a friend of mine, Uh, not that, you know, this was an idea that I'd sat with for many, many years, but ultimately I never, it never came to fruition because I didn't know if journalists would be interested in talking about uh, yoga and energy and chakras and meditation and mindfulness and chanting and, you know, all of, all of the things with you. And, um, and it was really right at the height of the pandemic that a friend of mine, a fellow journalist and fellow entrepreneur, um, Deborah Alfaron, she's just, she's so wonderful, but she, she coaches, um, younger journalists and and I would say older journalists as well to really just have more confidence on on camera and to be able to be a better journalist in terms of storytelling and and standing up for yourself and so she asked me right at the height of the pandemic like Leslie you seem to have everything so well put together you're always <laughs> talking about yoga can can you do a meditation for for me and my clients I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> you want to do meditation? And so we set it up, and this was uh, like May 2020, and um, and I was really nervous because again, I didn't know what it would be like to lead journalists through a visualization meditation to be able to talk about um, envisioning yourself for uh, for the goodness or for a higher purpose of yourself and. So I did the meditation, I got done and I was a little nervous and I was just floored away with the feedback I got. Um, There were maybe 
at least a dozen journalists on on the call and they all said like okay this was amazing like where do we do how do we do this how do we need more of you (laughs) so it was almost like i was like okay well this is the permission i didn't know i needed and clearly this is a void that really needs to be filled and um and i i just continued and my mission with yoga for journalists is really to create healing and a and a safe space for for journalists to talk about healing through yoga and community um, with an emphasis on on making sure that it is also a safe space for bipoc journalists and all identifying journalists um, because i feel that as someone who is uh latina and who is first generation mexican-american um sometimes it it might feel that yoga spaces aren't catered for us or aren't made specifically for us or or we might not have you know that yoga person look and so my goal again with yoga for journalists is making sure that all identifying journalists any color um all colors can can practice and and find a little bit of that healing find a little bit of that pause and and community that i think um you know might sometimes feel difficult to find and i love that you got that feedback after class like where do we find more of this how can we do this because i i'm sure it probably helped you with that self-limiting belief of are you sure like yes we're sure you're amazing like believe in yourself that's awesome leslie um and last question so before we finish up um words of wisdom that you've picked up along the way that you want to leave your fellow colleagues with yeah i i don't know where i picked it up or if i just made it up but i would say we're humans first we're journalists second always 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 remember that and and i always i on my social media page for the news yogi i always say know remember to say no i think a lot of times early on i was so eager to always say yes to everything always always yes to everything and part of it sure was rooted in trying to get ahead in my career but also i know part of it was rooted in in the limiting belief of am i doing enough am i doing enough i've got to do more i've got to do more and and that's quickly how that hamster wheel begins to go and I think when we can take a pause and, and you know, say no and recognize that even if you are single and don't have kids, you can say no. You can say no to coming in after you've come in, you know, for the past three, four weeks on your off day. You can say no this time. It's okay. And just because you don't have kids, doesn't mean that you are available all the time. No, you still have a personal life. Boundaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So remember, you're a human first and a journalist second. Totally agree. And boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are so key in our industry and this job. Leslie, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for speaking with me and telling me a little bit about your story and your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. (laughs) Journalists, this was for you, to help you heal, to help you understand your worth, and to help you know you're not alone. So share the love and subscribe to Spotify and YouTube and follow us on Instagram. 
The Awakened Journalist is proud to present Media Healers by Emiliana Molina Fajardo.